What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. This is Make It Plain. Ladies and gentlemen, we have joining us today a very important conversation on a very important subject with a very important attorney and activist. He is the vice president of the Atlanta NAACP. Attorney Gerald Griggs. Brother Griggs, how are you today, man? I'm doing great, Mark. How you doing? Just fine. Always a pleasure to talk to you and, and hear your voice. Um, I'm guilty of the same thing most other people are these days. We put all of our eggs in the basket of the Senate, and to no one's surprise, Manchin and Cinema sold us out. Um, the belief, the popular belief, is that only this Senate legislation could protect us from these suppression laws that have popped up in these 19 states and, and possibly restore um, aspects of the Voting Rights Act that were lost to the Supreme Court in 2013. So everybody's like, what do we do next? Um, that, there have even been conversations about around what Biden can do through executive order. And the consensus has been that he can do nothing. But you were here to enlighten us and change our minds about that, right? Absolutely. Um, one thing that people fail to realize is that in 2013 in the Supreme Court uh, that dealt with uh, Shelby County versus Holder, they were talking about the preclearance clause of the Voting Rights Act of 1965. It did not gut the entire Voting Rights Act. So when it comes to protecting people's right to vote on the basis of race or color, the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendment, as well as the Voting Rights Act of 1965, are very much still uh, in effect and, and have our good law. I mean, we even saw that as recently as 2019 in the, Bo the Bogornovich uh, matter that came before the Supreme Court. 
even in that case, they said that uh, Section 2 was still good law. It just didn't apply in that case because there was no discriminatory effect. So the president uh, under our uh, Constitution has the power to enforce the law. The legislative branch has the power to make the law. Well, they've already made a law dealing with this, and that's the Voting Rights Act. Section 2 and Section 3, as well as Title 52 of the U.S. Code, speak directly to what the president can do. The president can authorize the attorney general to file lawsuits against the 19 states that are pushing back and taking us back on voting rights. Now, of course, they don't have to pre-clear it with the Justice Department, but once it takes effect and it has a discriminatory effect based on race or color, they can sue to have federal monitors. They can sue to get injunctions to make sure those laws don't go into effect or are struck down as they are unconstitutional. So we are not in a place where we don't have tools in our tool belt or quivers in our, our, our holster for our arrows. We have plenty of things that we can do and we have to call on the president to do those things. He signed an executive order, which was for lack of a better term, fluff early on. Um, but he can sign an executive order that has teeth that orders the uh, full weight and power of the Justice Department to go after these states. They've already filed a lawsuit in Georgia against Senate Bill 202 and in Texas against uh, the bill there, which was similar uh, to 202. But they need to file them in all 17 other states. And we need to take this battle from the streets and from the halls of Congress into the third co-equal branch, which is the judiciary, uh, to push back on these uh this encroachment encroachment on our rights so in the suits that they filed gerald in georgia and in texas they filed those without an executive order correct absolutely so really the justice department could do the same thing in the 17 other states without an executive order if it wanted to right it can but considering that uh president biden made certain promises to the voters who got him um, the, the, the presidency, he needs to take proactive action uh, to order the Justice Department. Because as you know, he's a chief executive. The Justice Department is a part of the executive branch. Uh, he can order them uh, to be the chief lawyers for, for the country and to proactively go after these states to send a message to the rest of the country uh, that voting rights are our top priority. You know, I was listening to several shows where they were talking about all the speeches that Biden has given on other topics, uh, 60 or so on COVID, which is understandable, you know, 50 or so on Build Back Better, but only two on voting rights, especially uh, down here in Georgia where I am. I was present uh, at the Clark Atlanta speech. And I think that, you know, it's time instead of speaking to give action. And again, I'm, I'm taking this position as a civil rights attorney. This has no affiliation with the NAACP's official position. This is my position uh, as an attorney who's practiced in this area. There are steps that can be taken. So now let's just game this out, knowing how they operate. You're saying an executive order pretty much instructing the Justice Department to take action, correct? Yes. Now, you know, in, in this in this moment of everything else has been going on, what do we do if the White House says, well, we want the Justice Department to act independently. We don't want to tell the Justice Department what they do. I mean, that's the that's kind of the game they run these days. Yeah. And we would remind the president of the United States that South Carolina 
delivered him the nomination and Georgia delivered him the presidency as well as the Senate. And the main issues that we were talking about were George Floyd justice and policing and protecting our voting rights. This is a existential threat to democracy. Right. We need proactive action. You have the power to order the Justice Department to act. It's codified in Title 52, um, which is Title 52-103-01 through 05. So I understand what the political position might be, but the legal position is different. You need to take legal action. You know, it took strength and fortitude uh, for Lyndon Baines Johnson to push through the Voting Rights Act. It's incumbent on this president to make sure that it's enforced. More MIP after this message. And, and now that I'm thinking about that, going back to Lyndon Baines Johnson, is there not precedent for, because you, you talk about some other things, uh, and, and we'll get to those, just other things in terms of what can actually be taking place at some of these polling sites. Is there not precedent, Gerald, for a president sending federal marshals into a state? Because if I remember, it wasn't the attorney general that did that or the attorney general would do that at the request of the president. But I mean, can a president do that? Say we're going to send if, if these lawsuits don't go the way they should go. Can a president send marshals, so, so to speak, to polling places to make sure people are not denied the right to vote? Absolutely. And that's what the Voting Rights Act allows. It allows poll monitors or poll watchers to be placed there. That's part of what it guarantees to make sure that the right to the franchise is not uh, dissuaded and pushed back. Uh, so this president has that power. He has the absolute power that's been given to him by Congress, which is given to him in the Voting Rights Act. He also, as the chief executive officer under the Constitution, is charged with making sure the laws are faithfully discharged. So I would argue, yes, it's possible. It's been done before. It was done in the civil rights era. It right. needs to be done now in the social justice era. Yeah, yeah. And and we might need to stress that because I know that's what they're going to say. Well, you know, Mary Garland, you know, we don't want to interfere, uh, especially coming off of another president who tried to manipulate the Justice Department. But you're absolutely right. Um, this is different. Um, what do you say to those? Um, and, and there's a, another very um, a prominent a, a journalist with a podcast who basically has devoted her podcast to Mary Garland's inaction on a number of issues. Uh, so what do you say to those who say that Mary Garland isn't really taking this on um, as assertively as he should be? I, I would say that, you know, as respectful as I know how I'm hopeful with the, the possibility that the Justice Department is moving in a different direction than it was uh, under A.G. Barr and under um, the Attorney General Sessions, uh, but we have to do more. And so I would call upon him to do more. I'm hopeful with some of the appointments that have been made. Kristen Clark is an excellent uh, civil rights attorney and I'm, I'm looking forward to her work in the Justice Department, but we have to do more and you have to push the envelope and you have to make sure that you use the law. The law is there. So I hear a lot of the political uh, conversation and the debates. I'm not a politician, I'm not a pundit, I'm an attorney. And I see what the law can do. I see the precedent there. And I'm hopeful that they will listen to this particular angle and take all appropriate action. I believe all 
um, uh, action should be on the table from marches in the streets and 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 you know uh, primarying individuals like Mansion and Cinema uh, for what they did with voting rights. Uh, but being from Georgia, you know, this is the birthplace of civil rights. You know, John Lewis put his life on the line. Dr. King was martyred because of many of these issues. And so we have to take up that mantle and push back as strongly as we know how, because as Helen Butler has so eloquently said, uh, who is the chief executive of the People's Agenda, the organization started by Joseph Lowry, um, this is our ceremony moment. And so we don't want to, uh, you know, uh, disrespect the history of our ancestors, and we don't want to pass off a worse off world to our descendants. So I think all um, available measures should be used. This is one of them. I want to touch on several points you made in, in a memo you drafted. Things the administration can do under current law. One, uh, the power to provide, you mentioned this, federal monitors, federal uh, observers. They can, they can do that. Uh, seems to me that wouldn't be a heavy lift. Uh, you also write um, the power to suspend. They have uh, the use of tests or devices which deny or abridge the right to vote. Expound on that, if you would. Well, you know, we always talk about literacy tests and poll taxes and counting bubbles uh, in the bar of soap. That those are the the tools that they use in the past to disenfranchise uh, voters, particularly African Americans. Today, we're talking about. Uh, voter purges. We're talking about closing of precincts. We're talking about um, uh, removing individuals from local election boards. We're talking about exact match where you have to have exact signature matches and things like that. Those are tests or schemes designed to limit access to the ballot. And I believe under uh, the Voting Rights Act and the rules promulgated under it, you can suspend the use of those things through litigation by the Justice Department uh, and an injunction by the courts. It allows for that to happen before the discriminatory effect of the law. Uh, so I think that we have to use all those available tools. Those were just some of the things uh, that I was able to glean from reading the law. And my hope is that other people will read um, Title 52 uh, on elections and look at the things that it provides uh, for us to be able to do and stop having the conversation that, you know, all the Voting Rights Act was gutted and there's nothing that we can do. Pre-clearance was gutted. The other tools available in our tool belt are not. More MIP after this message. And one other area, the, the power to prevent state officials from certain prohibited actions, folks, which might include, uh, this is from uh, under uh, uh, 52 U.S. Code, Section 10307. All the citations are here. Um, power to prevent state officials from certain prohibited actions, such as A, failure or refusal to permit casting or tabulation of vote, B, intimidation, threats or coercion, uh, uh, and uh, paragraph E, uh, voting more than once. These are all things that the power. But, but again, Gerald, I know you mentioned lawsuits. If this is law on the code, See, if you or I do something that's against the law in the code, they're not going to sue us. They're going to come pick us up. Exactly. So <laughs> they, don't, they don't go to court. And and the risk in court, obviously, these days is that Mitch McConnell packed the court. That's why we need to. And he got rid of filibuster to do that, even though they won't get rid of filibuster to, to stop this stuff. So then why couldn't uh, Mary Garland and and uh, uh, Vanita Gupta and, and Kristen Clark literally send marshals down there and observers and see y'all doing this 
you get you you in handcuffs. I mean, I, I mean, maybe that's why you and I ain't the attorney general. But I mean, isn't that the way we would do it? I mean, you know, I, I don't know if I would go that far without, you know, signaling the ability for governors and secretary of states to get on the right side of this. But I do believe that federal law provides that they can do all of those things. And it is well settled federal law. So when you have situations like the governor in Florida saying he's going to issue a private militia that's going to be the election police, uh, that sounds like Bull Connor and George Wallace all over again. And clearly, federal law allows for punishment of states who are under the state's rights banner violating federal law. I mean, there's a supremacy clause, which has been uh, around for over 100 years or more than 100 years, that says federal law trumps state law. So while we're having these debates, people need to understand this stuff's been settled. And so we need to use the tools that settle the debate once and for all. And I believe that the lawyers you just named are able and bodied individuals who follow the law. And my hope is they will use the law to make sure it protects people that look like me and you uh, to having access to the franchise. I, I would also just say in terms of giving them an opportunity to get on the right side. I mean, you know, you listen to the JFK tapes, the RFK tapes, the LBJ tapes. Um, they would give them the chance to do it by calling them on the phone. If you don't do A, the federal marshals are coming down there to do B. So you're right. But I mean, give them a, give them a signal. Uh, and maybe we're at that moment again. Folks claim that we're in, in a civil war. I mean, we're going to wait for some other people to fire the first shot. And see, frankly, Biden is, is in a box because our vote is his voters. And I mean, this is political. And I know you don't really get into that, but they, morale is down. People like, well, you, you didn't deliver the protections you said you would. So if I'm president, well, I want people to see that I'm trying and then challenge these states, send these people down there. And if they want to go to court, then that's on them. Let them show that they refuse to uphold what the Voting Rights Act says. Like one more question. Um, you, you've written this memo. What's what's next? I mean, this is this. I think this is a very serious conversation. I don't think enough people are having it. You are the only person I know who is really articulating this in this very specific and, and legal way as an attorney. Uh, how are you transmitting this? Is this a memo you are sending the White House or are you and a group of attorneys going to organize this in? I mean, this is they need to get this and hear it from us and respond to it and let us know what they're going to do. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, this was just an idea that I came up with after watching uh, the failure in the Senate. And so I just started researching the law and then I started writing, you know, to make sure people understood what the law actually says. And of course, researching the, the um, constitutional law there and the Supreme Court decisions. And then I started transmitting it to civil rights activists. I gave it to Jesse Jackson. I will give it to uh, higher leadership in the NAACP. And my hope is that other lawyers will join me. But if necessary, I will write a letter directly to the White House that we need to do this. And so, you know, as one of the activists that was outside uh, in Georgia for 30 days before the passage of SB 202, which is Jim Crow 2.0, we have put our bodies on the line and we will continue to do so. I look forward to joining Reverend Jackson in West Virginia and, of course, traveling back to Selma on March the, um, March the 8th or 7th and then April the 4th. But more mass action will happen and we will continue to elevate the call. I will join with my brothers and sisters of Black Voters Matter with Latasha and Cliff and Protect the Vote GA and the People's Agenda and Georgia Stand Up and the Black Women's Roundtable. All the people 
uh, particularly the black women that have been putting their bodies on the line. We will stand with them, Tamika Mallory and Until Freedom and all of them, uh, because this is our Selma moment. So I will transmit this document as high and, and as far as I possibly can to give them the ammunition I believe is available under the law to make sure we protect our right to vote. Gerald, uh, if you put this document on your website for the public to read it yet, or are you going to do that? No, I have not. Uh, I will probably put it in a graphic form and put it on my website. It's clearly on my social media. I just tweeted out uh, the actual sections of the Voting Rights Act that are still good law. Uh, right. So I will get this document to everyone. But what I'm asking right now, because this is not about me. This right. is about the rights of the people. I want as many lawyers to look at it. And I want as many civil rights organizations and activists to transmit it to their body, to let the people know that we should not be discouraged in this moment. We have the strength and power of our ancestors, but the education they told us to get to make sure we push back in this moment. This is not 1865. It's not 1965. We are not three fifths of a person. We have the 13th, 14th, 15th Amendment. We have the Voting Rights Act of 65. We have the the. Um, um, Civil Rights Act of 64. We have all of these provisions that protect us and we have access to the federal courts because even though many of the courts have been packed, they still have to follow the law. And this is black letter law. Y'all, that's why I'm not president. And this is me talking, not Gerald, because I would federalize the National Guard in these 19 states and there would be no funny business <laughs> in these places because that's there is precedent for that. Uh, and I know folk don't want to do that. Uh, and I would dare SCOTUS um, to come down on the wrong side of history um, when it comes to that. I mean, this might be just what it takes, uh, you know, and, and I don't think that's impolite. I don't think that's 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 violent. Uh, I mean, that's what the law is there for. And and we're owed that. Remember, now there were troops during Reconstruction to enforce the 15th Amendment. So it's not like true. This is America. True. This, as the brother says, Donald Glover, this is America. So troops were necessary then. Troops may be necessary now. Uh, at Attorney Griggs, you can read more about it on his social media and see it on his site later. Attorney Gerald Griggs, he's the vice president of Atlanta NAACP, but he's speaking in his capacity uh, as an attorney. I know you're going to be talking to the NAACP National about this and others. I'm going to share it with others because uh, this is something we need to seriously uh, think about. Uh, as I said, many of us think there's nothing he can do, uh, but there actually is something according to Attorney Griggs, and I concur. Thank you for joining us on Make It Plain, brother. I appreciate you, brother. Thank you. Thanks for getting woke and listening to Make It Plain. Please remember to listen, like, and wherever you get your podcasts, please give the show a five-star rating, and please do spread the word. Let's all continue to pray for each other during this pandemic and this police-demic. If all hearts and minds are clear, it has been made plain. Do you have that one piece of clothing you keep going back to no matter how full your closet is? Having a versatile, high-quality favorite feels great, but having a whole closet full of them feels even better. American Giant puts the quality, durability, and comfort they're famous for into everything you need for your spring days. From premium t-shirts and jeans to lightweight French terry joggers and their legendary best hoodie ever. Whether you're dressing for work, the gym, or happy hour, you're sure to find your next closet go-to from American Giant. 
and it's all made in America and designed to last a lifetime. Get 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's American-Giant.com, code STAPLE20. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.